Super bad or super good? We'll start this discussion with an introduction of our hosts. My name is Melissa and I would label myself a super bad enthusiast. I've watched the movie plenty of times and my favorite hobby is forcing other people to watch it as well. Hey, I'm Isabella and I love Michael Sarah. And Superbad too, of course. Hello, my name is Diego and I'm a movie fanatic. My top two genres of movies are comedy and action. So when I had the chance to do this movie project over Superbad, my eyes lit up since that is one of my favorite movies. So, today we will be discussing the film Superbad, which typically serves as comedic relief without a second glance, but it can serve an entirely different purpose through further investigation. Superbad is well known for its awkward moments and dramatized manners, and we can actually use the movie to make our own moments in life feel less awkward when we relate to the characters on screen. I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> Many people consider it a joke, but when you look at it through a different perspective, Superbad can be eye-opening. If we asked anyone to name a film they consider a gem, they would probably say Parasite or The Notebook, but I think somewhere along my list would be Superbad. What about you guys? For sure. Most definitely. That was the main reason I chose to do this project with you lads, since you always talk about this movie. Yeah, so we all agree. Before we dive in, here's a little summary of the movie for all the weirdos who have not seen Superbad. The film is centered around the high school graduation experience of the three teenagers, Seth, Evan, and Fogel. Superbad primarily takes place over the span of one day and details dramatic encounters with love interest, the police, and everything in between. Melissa compiled some information about the minds behind the film. Great names in comedy created the work of art. Greg Matola directed the film and is known for other various films in comedy. A producer of the film, Judd Apatow, is linked to other well-known movies such as The King of Staten Island and even published his own book on comedy which I was delighted to read. The screenwriter's name is one we're all surely familiar with. Seth Rogen played a large role in the creation of Superbad and he began the script at just 13 years old. Evan Goldberg is a second screenplay writer and both of their first names were used for the characters in the film. I think that's pretty neat. Their work didn't go unnoticed by the public either. They were nominated for and received some 2007-2008 awards. Honestly, I assume Superbad would have received more awards. The film was a nominee for MTV Movie and TV Awards, Teen Choice Awards, and many more. However, they only received awards at smaller scale events like Michael Sarah's Best Performance by a Male at the Canadian Comedian Awards, Emma Stone's Exciting New Face Award at Young Hollywood Awards, and the Best Comedy of the Year at the Golden Schmoans Award. We should also mention that Superbad also received an award titled Most Offensive Male Character. This goes to show the film is not perfect and it comes with its fair share of rightfully earned controversies. After watching the movie, it's totally understandable why that would be an award. The film includes many jokes that wouldn't slide by in recent years. Overall, this movie was produced at the right time to the correct audience, which plays a big part in its popularity. Over the years, it has been getting more attraction for reasons including this famous line. I am McLovin which is extremely funny despite the movie being over 10 years old. This goes to show that characters can have an impact on us, even if it's something as small as a quote. We all resonate with the personalities of the three main characters in Superbad. Melissa, would you like to talk about any characters that you feel resonate with you? Yeah, sure. The character Seth is entirely dissimilar to me, considering physical appearance, and yet I find myself relating to him the most. His character is played by Jonah Hill, and Hill does an excellent job of portraying a slightly argumentative and notably stubborn Seth. At times, Seth speaks when the best option would have been to say nothing at all. I found myself in this predicament before. Seth is also known to speak frankly, such as in this clip. Do you have any bigger clothes or do you only shop at Baby Gap? And on top of this, he portrays a lot of confidence. But this diminishes when he's far from his best friend, Evan. While the crew's terrible ideas originate in Seth's mind, he always needs their support to put his plans in action. Definitely, Melissa. While I don't find myself relating to Seth, I connect with his best friend, Evan. 
From my first watch of Superbad, I instantly found myself oddly relating to Evan, played by Michael Sarah. Evan's mind never seems to be at rest, as he's constantly overthinking and overanalyzing Seth and his next actions. I think my peers and myself often worry when we are put in unstable situations, like breakups, arguments with friends, or in Evan's case, the fear of not dating enough girls before college. Yeah, I mean, it's not too bad. I mean, it should be okay. I'm not too worried about it, really. Don't worry about it. I'm not worried at all. Evan's overthinking isn't always a bad thing. He seems to be the more rational thinker amongst the three. Although this sometimes portrays him to be awkward, as he never really says the right things. Here's a clip to show you what I mean. Yeah, I heard she got breast reduction surgery. What? Making it smaller? That's like slapping God across the face for giving you a gorgeous gift. She had back problems, man. Well, as a fan of all three of the main characters, I have to say that as a person who loves to speak their mind, I feel that I resonate the most with Fogel. Fogel's character is extremely interesting in my opinion because he doesn't care what others think about his actions. There's a scene in the film where Fogel obtains a fake license to buy alcohol for a senior party he was planning on attending. Instead of choosing normal labels like 21 years old and his actual name, he chose to completely change everything. His license ended up portraying him as a 25 year old Hawaiian organ donor with the name McLovin. Everything he did had reasoning behind it. Listen to this clip explaining to his reasoning for choosing that age. Every day, hundreds of kids go into the liquor store with their fake IDs, and every single one says they're 21. Just how many 21-year-olds do you think there are in this town? It's called strategy, all right? He knew he was going to receive criticism, but that didn't stop him from revealing his true self. I have been in hundreds of situations where I feel my actions are better than the actions somebody else would have done. Knowing this, I feel like I'm living a similar life to Fogel. I completely agree with Diego. Fogel definitely portrays his personality and even his appearance. So you have all heard how we passionately feel we are living the lives of the main characters. However, most people probably picture themselves as a minor character in Superbad. Let's hear from a super, super bad fan. Thanks for agreeing to do this interview with us. I wanted to ask you about a film called Superbad. Have you watched it? Yes, I watched it while in high school. Did you enjoy the movie? I definitely did. It was really entertaining. What did you like about it? It's one of the few comedies that actually made me laugh. The characters were perfectly casted and the writing is amusing. There are so many quotable moments and I also love that Superbad is like an elevated version of reality. I agree. So if you had to choose, which character could you relate to the most? That's a tough one, but I think it would definitely be Jules, the character played by Emma Stone. In what ways do you see yourself in her? I like to think that Jules and I have some similarities in personality. She is a soft-spoken and kind character. Jules finds it easy to get along with everyone and does her best to avoid conflict. And even when our main character Seth faints in front of her and manages to give her a black eye as he falls, Jules is quick to forgive him and move past the incident. Despite being the main love interest, she needs the help of her best friend to step out of her comfort zone. And these are all characteristics I relate to. Would you recommend the film to others? It depends. I wouldn't recommend the film to my granny, but I would to a friend. It speaks to a teenage or young adult audience, and although the film was made ages ago, the humor remains laughable. Were there any takeaways? I think the most important takeaway from Superbad is the idea that being yourself is more important than trying to be everybody else. Throughout the entire movie, our main characters were trying to accomplish everything they believed a teenager should. This included attending a party and pursuing a love interest. By the end of the film, they realized that they would much rather be in a sleeping bag in Evan's basement, and I think that is a pretty useful lesson. Peer pressure or social norms shouldn't dictate our decisions. I totally agree. Is there anything in the film that you would change? Almost definitely. I love the film, but I also recognize it has its flaws. There are a few scenes or lines within the film that could have been excluded, and I don't believe that leaving these out would have affected the humor of the movie. You know? Yeah. 
Thank you for these wonderfully thought out answers and your time. Like the super, super bad fan noted, she watched the film in high school. I think it's important to have a coming of age film like Superbad to allow older generations to reach back in time and feel nostalgic about the challenges they have endured. This film perfectly portrayed the feeling of growing up and moving from one part of your life to another that every viewer can relate to. Matthew Smith, a graduate student from the University of Massachusetts, wrote a dissertation entitled Coming of Age in American Cinema. Tell me more about his dissertation, Isabella. Sure thing. Smith suggests that the coming-of-age film genre allows the audience to reflect on their own series of experiences while relating to the characters on screen. He adds that although these movies are glamorized and exaggerated, ultimately they are real emotions and struggles. What I took away from the text is that the reason we love these movies is because they are comfortable. They either show us something we are going through or something that we have been through before. Some of these scenes that we see as comfortable can really show us inside the minds of these creators and we can conclude that these actors' performances and screenwriters' writing have a big impact on how we see the film. Exactly. Their inspirations are what make a relatable film despite the exaggerations in every scene. As mentioned early on in the podcast, I managed to get my hands on Judd Apatow's book titled Sick in the Head, Conversations About Life and Comedy, which details an account of his adolescence and those experiences tethered to his growing adoration of comedy. Oh yeah, I remember you said you got a hold of that book. Can you tell me more about it? Throughout the novel, one can catch a glimpse of Apatow's look into comedy and the manner in which he sprinkles these ideas into the films he produces. At 16 years old, Apatow was hosting a comedy radio show and interviewing big names in comedy. Their comedic influences even reached his own production approaches. Similarly, screenwriters Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg linked personal experiences to scenes in Superbad. In an interview with both, Rogen stated, We were trying to tell a high school story that was truthful to our high school experience, which we just weren't really seeing much in movies. They claim some scenes in the film are loosely based on their own encounters as high schoolers. On top of this, minor characters were named after Rogan and Goldberg's old classmates, and some slang found in the film was even coined by the writers during their years in high school. Knowing this movie has connections to the actual screenwriter's high school experiences, we can understand where these interview comments come from. While the first interview was overwhelmingly positive and in agreement with our own views of Superbad, a second interview proved that not all teenagers are a fan of the film, and some may even believe the exact opposite. Let's hear from someone who thinks Superbad is Superbad. Have you watched the film Superbad? Yes, I have. Did you enjoy the movie? No, I actually find it quite offensive. Okay, um, would you like to elaborate on that? Of course. Uh, Superbad is highly problematic. I don't blame my younger self for finding this film humorous, but as I got older, I realized the movie displayed sexual violence. Further promoted the notion that periods are unsanitary and so many other insensitive factors. I'm glad you mentioned this. It's important for us to consider every aspect and every opinion when having a film discussion. Thank you for your thoughtful comments. The Superbad critic decided she had enough of our interview and the interview ended abruptly. We decided to include her limited input anyway. After this interview, we took the time to reflect upon what she brought to light. We thought it would be necessary to point out a few scenes from the movie she was referring to. Throughout the film, language found offensive towards the LGBT plus community is used blatantly. Jokes are also made in respect to the community and this is completely unacceptable. While this kind of language is continually used by some and can therefore be an accurate representation, it should never be used for the purpose of comedic effect. If such content is included in a film, the motive should be erasing ignorance. My thoughts exactly, Melissa. Another notable error was that there was hardly any people of color characters except for the one African-American woman. 
Not to mention, her character was only cast as such to give the cops a comedic line about her ethnicity. The creators of the film could have easily added more people of the minority race to the cast while leaving this storyline of Superbad untouched. It is powerful to have on-screen representation to enhance the message that everybody has a place in this world, especially in a film where the intention is for viewers to relate to the characters. It is true that there are some scenes I could have gone without. There was one scene in particular that I thought shouldn't have been in the film. One of the characters named Becca was pressuring Evan to do something he didn't feel comfortable doing. Sexual assault is serious and shouldn't only be looked at from the narrative of women but also men. Pressuring someone for sexual pleasure is not okay and should have never been promoted in the film. You're absolutely right. And while our love for Superbad remains intact, it's important to recognize and hold the creators of this film accountable for their inclusion of insensitive and offensive comments. We hope you learned more about Superbad and whether you would categorize the film as super bad or super good. Also, we encourage further discussions regarding the problematic factors beyond our film analysis and into real-world scenarios. Thanks for listening to Super Bad or Super Good with your hosts, Melissa, Diego, and Isabella. We began with a summary of the film and the ways we resonate with the characters within it. Our group also learned that we're not the only ones who found a piece of Super Bad to hold on to, whether that be a similarity to a character or a related experience to a scene in the film. We also learned the significant impact the creators of a film have on what the audience perceives. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the film, Superbad. It would only make sense for us to recommend you watch Superbad. That's all for this episode, Hawaiian organ donors. See you next time.